Welcome to a Christian podcast, the podcast where we have Christ-centered conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. So we outside with it, Freedom Park, chilling, um, and today we're going to have a good little podcast. So I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves to my left first. This is Baruch Asal. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he just did it so smooth. <laughs> oh, we actually supposed to like introduce ourselves. Introduce ourselves. Like, nah, just say oh, your name. I'm sorry. You good? I'm a little nervous because I'm outside, y'all. But second, like, no, this is Baruch Asal. <laughs> he said, yeah, outside, outside got him nervous. <laughs> I'm Lex or Alexis Burton or the Royal Artist. Cool. So, Ooh. topic at hand, which is what I've been asking a lot of people out here, is do you believe in god but i know y'all believe in god so the question for y'all really is oh the good word is is on the move um the question for y'all is why do you believe in god take your time no rush let's 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 go here when did you begin to believe in god I don't remember a time I've never believed in in God, apart from childhood, because in childhood, that's not my concern. That wasn't my concern. Baruch? As a child, I was forced to know God. Which As mean? in, like, because I had to go to, like, I was forced to go to church. It was kind of like, oh, like. I knew God. If I'm like, I had to learn about God. I was like, well, since I'm learning about it, he must exist, right? Especially the fact that you're hearing it again and again and again and again with your family. You're going to church, like, back to back. It's You almost don't even question it, but really, you just, we're a sponge when we were kids, right? And so, I knew God, but I didn't, I didn't consciously knew him or didn't have a relationship with him until I became an adult. Because then now it's like, I actually don't have to know you, but I actually want to get to know you. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I think... It's like towards high school, going to college, where I'm just like, start actually building my own personal relationship intentionally, you know? And it wasn't just forced on me no more because I'm out of my parents' house. It's like, I don't have to go to church, but now I actually do because of the fact that I actually do want to get to know who God is. So. Yeah, for yourself. And whenever you asked, uh, why do we believe in God? I don't want listeners to think that we couldn't figure out why we believe in God, but it was really what do you mean? just. Because when you ask, why do you believe in God, and we're sitting here silent, then it's going to seem like they don't know why they believe in God? Like, what? I mean, it is a difficult question to articulate. Right. Well, I just wanted to make sure, you know, that people would know, like, it's there are so many answers oh, yeah, that yeah. you have to pick one. And so you sit there trying to think, which what reason am I about to pick right now? She's trying to prove that she actually saved y'all. She she don't really know the Lord like that. She, yeah, pray for just, her. He just, he just grabbed me <laughs> off the street for this. <laughs> Um, Honestly, the answer to that question is always going to be personal. Yeah. You know, because it's like how Lex knows God. I'm sorry. How Lex knows God is not, it probably won't be the same way how I know God. You know what I mean? Or how God showed up in my life. So I think that answer is always going to be specific to the individual. For sure. And I think that while it's specific to the individual, it'll still fall under the same principle of faith. Because Agreed. you know how the definition of faith, the Bible tells us that it's the evidence of things unseen and the substance of things hoped for. And so everyone who says that they believe in God, their reasoning for believing in God will fall under evidence. It'll fall under 
substance that's happened in the past and history and everything like that. Word. Yeah, that's real. So, when did y'all actually put your faith in Jesus Christ? It's different. It's one thing to know God, like, oh, God's real. God exists. God, I hear it. I go to church, blah, blah, blah. When when did you put your faith in Jesus? Or, in other words, when did you become saved, really? So, when I really became saved was my first year at UNCG um, in 2016, I think. And I came in as, like, a sophomore or something like that. So, um... I had just gone through like a tragic experience or whatever. So, yeah, I guess I just started pursuing God out of a tragedy. And that's when he became real. Like pursuing Jesus out of a tragedy was, you know, based upon the hope that I had for freedom from that tragedy. I can actually agree with that. Like I really do because it's like. I think it's when you come out of situations you knew you were never supposed to come out of is when you know it was God. Like, and I think yeah. like similar to in high school, like they've been, they've been some moments where I was like, you leave wondering like if you're consciously like still alive or like did this really just happen because no logic can explain it. You feel no, me? Like when you talk to the people in this situation, they're just like, I don't know why, but something just told me to just let you go. And it's mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. And you leave and it's like, you can't do nothing but look up and say, Lord, just thank you. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. It's, like I said, it is those tragedies or those unexplainable situations that really make you look beyond just you and be like, there has to be a bigger force than me. Yeah. You know? Right. And like so, you said, you... Like you said <laughs> when you... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reminded of a video. I'm sorry. I was reminded of the video where the guy fell behind you. Oh, we talking about school. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna put the clip up for the video. Oh, Baruch, get that out of your hair. It's a um, yeah. It's on your shoulder now. Um, but no, Baruch, like you said, when you have to like look at the situation and be like, is this real? Is this this isn't real. I'm not. I'm really not going through this. This is a lifetime movie I've been watching. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. So, let me share mine. Then actually, I was about to go to the next question. I think God really. I mean, I always knew God. You know, go to church, grow up, God, Christian. Well, you know, we we got that experience. But I didn't really start like pursuing him for real until I went to college and my sophomore year. Not my first year. Not my first year. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really, I was just, I didn't go to church. I was just like, I'm tired of church. I didn't feel like, I'm tired of this. You see that video with that boy? I'm tired of this church. <laughs> that was me. I was like, I'm tired of this church. I'm tired of this church. That's Kevin, no, internally. Like, I'm like, I was, I was literally like, I'm tired of church. I'm, like, I'm not, I don't feel like going to church this year. So I didn't go to church. Um, and so. We. Yeah, I didn't. And then I I kind of fell off. And then the next year, I had met a group of believers. And we just, like, really... It was, like, true, like, communion with each other. So, like, we just... Yeah. We would go to church. We would eat. Yeah. We would hang out. And, Do like, life. through that communion, which is... Um, resembles that of Acts chapter 2, which talks about, like, the fellowship of... Um, Brethren. Of the brethren, it talks about how they all had 
community. They all ate together and they all had everything in common. Right. And so through that, that's really what like got me started. Like I started reading my Bible for real. I wake up, worship and do all, you know, do the spiritual disciplines. Um, Yeah. You did life together. We did life together. Was, I was talking I was talking to somebody about that earlier, how like when you have people to do life with in Christ, automatically you're going to do life with Christ. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, people say it sounds corny. You are who you hang around. But it's really true. Like, right. you, can you be a lonely Christian with no friends and still be a Christian? Absolutely. Can you do it well? You can. But it's very hard. I was going to say, it's a debate. You don't have no accountability. Right. You don't have, like, on that one Sunday where you just don't feel like going to church, you have nobody that's like, yo, where you at? Right. Now, I remember a couple of times it was like, I just didn't feel like going to church. And them dudes would be like, hey, yo, kid. <laughs> like, <Right>. Bro, <laughs> leave me alone. Leave me alone. But it was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I needed that. And then once you get there, you're like, okay, I'm glad I, I'm glad they drove yeah. me out. But The word be just for you. Yeah, yeah. 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 My, my boy, he'd be like, Kev. <laughs> he'd be like, Kev. <laughs> Where you at? I'm like, man, sleep, bro. Hey, <laughs> let me sleep. So oh, on Sunday? Nah, it's the Sunday. Like, yeah, for real. This might be for you. Yeah, you never know. That so. is so funny. That's usually how it turns out. When we don't want to go, that's when we mostly need to be there. When we don't want to do something, yeah. it's typically when we really need to do that's it. That's true. Facts. But I think that community also has a, like an organic relationship. You know what I mean? Like having people that are actually, you know, hey, I actually genuinely do love Jesus. And I think it's when you are in a community where it's like, it is okay. You know what I mean? Like, you genuinely feel like, oh, like, I can actually be me, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's, it makes you want to love Christ more, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, so I'm not looking Absolutely. crazy by by these experiences that I'm having with, you know what I mean, with people and, not with people, but like, in life. And somebody else can actually experience it, you know what I'm So it almost, like, confirms yeah. your right. faith, you know, when you're in a community compared to you being isolated by yourself and you're just, you're wondering if you're going crazy if this yeah. is really happening to you, you know? So It's very confirming. I mean, even on this podcast, think about the times we've been on here. And somebody says something, you like, bro, like that's me. I've, yeah. I've done that. That it's like okay. it makes you feel like, dang, okay, yeah. I'm I'm a normal human being. Yeah. I, you know, I struggle. I do this, whatever. But like, I'm I'm normal. Like mm-hmm. we all want to know at the end of the day, like I'm not crazy. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> or, true. Or like I'm not the only one that struggles because yeah. everybody, especially now with social media, everybody posts when they're doing well. Everybody posts the highs, you know, I'm on the mountaintop. You post your scriptures, you post all the stuff you're doing for yeah. Christ and or, or just in life. And so you like, dang, am I the only one when it's nighttime and like I'm struggling with this by myself? Like you're not. It's just mm-hmm. nobody talks about it. Right. And so it's when you get those communi- that community and you're like, oh, Makes things more real. y'all be struggling too? Cool. Like we, not, not cool, but like cool <laughs> it ain't like, cool this is not wrong it ain't good that we're struggling but i'm glad yeah. to know that i'm not the only one yeah and now we can all work through the word to to figure out how to get back to where we're supposed to be right so to that point it's good because it's like you know the bible says we know in part and we see in part and so whenever you have someone else who's struggling with something you know that's similar then you guys can pretty much consecrate together and receive similar but different points of view or whatever from Holy Spirit about, you know, the redemption of that or the deliverance of that or 
whatever, the process through that, that yeah. can help you both. That's real. Peru, I feel like you got a nice little nugget to drop. I don't know what it is, though. <laughs> you got a nugget, man? No, I was just really just thinking about like what you said about social media. Like I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and he said, he said I was in Florida. He said, and I posted the best pictures, like the best pictures ever. He said, and people thought I was living. He said, however, he said I was living in my car the whole time. Oh, and he said, wow. and everybody thought that I was just living this life. And he said, ever since then, he said I just got off social media. And to me, it just told me to not really believe what's out there, Dang. you know, because. Like we're selling ideas, you know what I mean? Like we're selling like this facetious like hope, you know, and it's just it's just unfortunate. And I think it's really being a part of a community that's actually truthful, you know, like because yeah. I think when you're around another Christian or just any community where it's like, yo, like I am struggling in life. It's like it normalizes what you're going through, you know, yeah. compared to being somebody that's like that's always living this high in his life. So you telling me you don't have a bad day like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's. I'm the only one that be straight. I'm the only one that has a bad day. Right. Yeah, because we all want to connect, you know, not just in our glory, but also in our abyss, you know, because right. at the end of the day, we all want connections. Yeah. And, and so. Yeah. And I mean, and to add to that, I just think it's good for people to see the way in which you go about to get to deeper intimacy with Christ. Yeah. Because if nobody shows their lows or if you don't have community to see somebody else's lows, it's almost like you're only being led by Holy Spirit. And that while that is enough. It's like, man, it's always nice to have some kind of affirming someone else who has the Holy Spirit, who also is going through this trial that will show you how you do get closer to God in that trial. Because ultimately, when we go through things, I mean, the Lord always uses it for our good. And the the best good about him using things for our good is the fact that we get to learn him in a different level or in a different place whenever we go through that thing. Mm -hmm. So when you have someone else who's going through a thing and you can see their example of how they got to that deeper level with God, then it kind of helps you in your, in your situation. That's good. And I think in Christianity, not just in Christ, but like really like in, in, in your walk with God, it's, we have to, I'm coming to the realization like for myself it's like it's not all sunny days you know what I mean because like really the Bible says you know like look you will have trouble like I'm telling you yeah, will right. have trouble so but take heart. when we are when we're not talking about those troubles and only talking about these glory it almost makes it seem like it's not is it really true you know yeah, so yeah. we have talking about as much of our burdens as much as we do not I mean how God came through because that's exactly what we said in the book you know and I think being part of that community you can actually share both sides Yeah, it makes it, it normalizes it yeah. so yeah. We we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. If you don't share the the ah side, ain't like you, there's no testimony. You just everything's great. Like right. everything's great. So, um, man, that's so real. I'm like sitting here. But you, it's so hard for me to focus. I've been listening to everything y'all saying. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm saying I know y'all sitting here looking at me, and I'm hearing y'all. But it's like my mom be like, boom. I be like, doom. I be like, doom. I be, like, I be just looking at everything. Everything is going on. Right, I be like, ooh. I be like, okay. I'm not gonna lie. In. I was yeah, looking at this, this girl right here, like this little, little baby girl. girl. Here on this, I don't know how she keep going around this quick. Literally both of y'all. Y'all were like back here, like, and I was like, I'm not gonna look back there. Nah, yeah. I was, I was over here like, I was, I'm like people walking. I'm looking at this. I'm like, it's, it's a lot going on. But, um, yeah, I think that's. Yeah, she made a girl. She said, finally. Um, so cute. I think, matter of fact, I'm going to pivot to another question. How do you, if somebody asks you, who is your God? Who, how do you, how do you tell them 
Like, cause I have a sign that says, do you believe in God? Yeah. Um, when I was out here the other day, there were some boys that were Hindu. And so when I asked them the question, do you believe in God? They said, yeah. I said, are you guys Christians? They said, no. I said, which God do you believe in? And they were like, there's like millions of them. And I was like, huh? It was like, yeah, there's like a whole bunch, like hundreds of thousands of, of gods. And I was like, so y'all believe in them all? Like, yeah. You pray to them all? Yeah. And um, so for us, it's like, how do you articulate God? Who is God? Because somebody's God ain't our God. Like the Muslim faith, the Hindu, you know, Buddhist, like it's all a different God. So it's interesting. Whenever you first said, who is your God? What I wanted, my first answer was going to say the Redeemer. Um the redeeming God. Uh, but I, I was really going to say that because to that question, I wanted to start describing him rather than just saying Jesus, mm. because people could say Jesus, but in other religions, people just think Jesus is a prophet or something like that, you know? Right. Um, and it's funny because I was just watching this movie on, um, what is that? Pure Flicks? Have you got, do Pure you guys Flicks. have Pure Flicks? I don't I have it, Pure but Flicks. I've heard of it. It's I free. You it's like what? a Christian Netflix. It, it is like Christian Netflix. I, okay, Pure, so, I love the name of it, Pure Flix. I, I know. But you know what's funny? I literally just downloaded it last night because I saw the trailer to a movie and I was like, I want to see this movie. And this movie was, um, it was telling the story of Jesus' death through a non-believer. And um, they were, can the mics hear me whenever people are doing that? Yeah, you can. Okay. And this non-believer, he was some soldier or whatever, who was like appointed by the person in the Bible, Pilate, who pretty much wanted to take his hands off of Jesus's death. Mm. Um, and this person, he, at one point he was looking for Jesus's body. Nobody could find Jesus's body. You know, that was like the whole big thing, like with the Romans, you know, with how he even is the Messiah, you know, even to them. And so he was saying um, that he prays to the God of Mars or something like that. And they were talking about the characteristics of, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Da, da, da. Um, but then his prayers to Mars weren't working. Right. And then he, he prayed a prayer specifically. He said, uh, I'm praying to the God of the Nazarene who was killed, who was crucified. And so he's talking about Jesus. He's like, I'm praying to the God of Jesus, pretty yeah. much is what he was saying. If you, da, 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 he pretty much was like, you know, petitioning with God, with Yahweh, with, you know, Jehovah. Um, and then after his prayer, it took a little bit, but Jesus, he then saw Jesus in the flesh and Jesus was revealed as God. And so whenever you say, who is your God? It's, it, I made me think of all that because it's the one that reveals himself. My God is the one that reveals himself as his attributes being also who he is. Mm. So he's the redeemer. And he redeems. Yeah. He's the healer. And he heals. Like, he, he, he's, he's love. What if somebody else says their God does the same thing? If somebody else says that their God does the same thing, then I will say, okay. And honestly, this is all up top. So, in that situation, I'm not too sure what I would say. <laughs> but right now. Oh my God heals. Right now, I think what I would want to say is well one i can't argue with your experience just like you can't argue with mine because i wasn't there 
And then I think I would go into the communication aspect. How do you communicate with your God? I would go into, um, I guess, the, the characteristics of their God. You know, how would you describe your God? Does your God love or, you know, pretty much comparing them with all that we know that Jesus is and does. Yeah. Baruch, how you describe who, you, who, who is your God? Like, who, who do you serve? I serve love at the end of the day because God is love. And I say that because, like, it to truly be unconditional, you know, like, is who I say my God is, you know, where I think it's, like, looking at different, because I've looked at different religions, you know what I mean? And they all have their ways, right? But it's it's really just God to me like, that really kind of exemplifies unconditional love. And I'm at a point where it's like, you can ask, you, it's also difficult to know God without knowing Christ. Because Christianity is really the only religion where we're saying, saying that, you can only get to God through Jesus Christ, you know, right. like in other religions, it's like you can still know, go ahead and know Allah without Muhammad almost, mm -hmm. you know, or, or Buddhism. You can actually have a personal experience. God is like, no, you really cannot come through me without Christ, without Jesus Christ, right. you know. Yeah. And that is one thing that separates us from everybody else, because right. every other religion saying, oh, there's more than one way. God is like, no, there is not. Yeah. Great point. It's only Christ. And that's it. So if you Great don't point. know him, you don't know me, you know, right. yeah. and. I'm the kind of person I like to invest. I'm a bet. You feel me? So I'd rather bet on Jesus and lose, right? Than not bet at all and end up losing everything. Yeah. Right. You know? And I, so. Yeah. I said that to somebody out here. It was an atheist. It was an atheist. He, he was like an 11 year old boy. And he was talking about he believed in science and stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. I said, this is. And this isn't what I sell people on. Like, not sell people, but like. I don't want your only reason why you came to Christ is because of this decision. But at the end of the day, if if I'm wrong, right, mm -hmm. I don't have nothing to lose. <laughs> like facts. If you if what you believe is right and science is is the only thing that's real, whoever right. back there sneezing has some, <laughs> some aggressive sneezing. <laughs> I was trying to I was I was trying to ignore. Them, I was hoping I was it's like, an adult and not the kid because. <laughs> Aggressive sneeze. Like, I literally was like, I'm breathing in sneeze breath. Oh my it gosh. had to be at least 50 feet away, but I'm still concerned. <laughs> okay. Having funny. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Because I was like, we all the, first, the first couple times school, I'm like, did I hurt? I'm like, yo, it sounds like it hurts. Like, it sounds painful. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, oh, Jesus. That's good. It sounds painful. But where was I? Oh, if I'm wrong, I have nothing to lose. Because if you if what you believe in, we just return to nothing or reincarnation. If that's what you believe in, then cool. That that will, that will, is what will happen to me. Right. But if I'm right and you're wrong, yeah, boy. There's only one place that you're going, right. and I don't want you to. I don't want people to go to hell. Like yeah. And sometimes like we try to sugarcoat it, but like you will go to hell if you do not believe in Jesus Christ. Like that's that's really what it comes down to. Jesus sure. said. To Baruch's point, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. Right. And so, the Jesus Christ is the difference maker between Christianity and every other religion. Yeah. Every other religion, it's about pretty much every other religion. It's about what you do. Mm -hmm. What you do, being righteous, asking for forgiveness, which is all a part of the Christian faith as well. But Christian faith is the only per only faith where 
it's not our by your God, works. Yeah, our God literally came down and as a human, lived a perfect life, died a death that we deserve, and then after three days, r- resurrected. And so all yeah. we have to do, not all we have to do, because there is works part, but we're not saved by works. We're saved by grace through faith. Right. Um, saved by grace through faith. And um, that's all we have to do is believe in him, repent, believe in him, and that is the way. Yeah. And so even like I was also, I'm reading through Genesis right now, and I'm always interested. Like every time they pray to God, they're like, um, like if Isaac's praying, he's like, um, dear Lord of my father, Abraham. Or if Jacob's praying, dear Lord of my father, Isaac, Lord of my father, Abraham. Like they always identify by their their, their forefather um like that's the guy and so or like the source point where they even discovered yeah it's like god of abraham jacob isaac jacob um and so like that's how i identify god um obviously we know that god is um not obviously not everybody does but the trinity he's um three persons one god three co-equal persons father son holy spirit but when i'm just talking about god sometimes i'm just like if I'm talking to somebody and they're like, cool, I'm like, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So, like, that you can't debate with. Like, we were talking about earlier, Baruch, that's history. Like, it's it's in the book. It's written. We have historical right. records. Like, whether you right. want to believe in him or not, yeah. we have historical records that Abraham, Isaac, Jacob existed. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just... I- I'm getting distracted equally as you guys have been. <laughs> and that guy walking past, I I literally in my mind thought he was gonna walk in front of the camera and I was like, Please don't oh, walk in nah. front of the camera. <laughs> it, you had to go out of your way to uh to to walk in front of the camera. Where we have it now? No, you're right. Where we have it now if we were on the other side, uh, I wouldn't even mind people walking by because yeah. I just be like whatever. Um And I was thinking to myself, like what what would we do? I think I would just kinda look at I'd be like, like Can you okay. answer the question? Right. If you're gonna if you're gonna walk you by, you might as well answer the question. Right. Hold, hold the mic up to them. Right. Um, I better start yelling at people and hey, just yo, be like, "Yo, come here." No, because like where we're, where I'm sitting now is too far to just be like. I think that's a great idea. Because where I was the other oh, day, look, she's cute. I literally, nah. Um, I mean, <laughs> no, <it was> just. <laughs> she's an adorable little. Yeah, you know? she is. She's yeah. Adorable um, little older lady. I'm about to go. I'm about to ask one of these people when they I was going to say, one, one, somebody who looks like they're just standing in place, yeah? Oh, no. I'm going to ask these people walking. Oh? Somebody. Watch. They might say no, This but will be fun. Yeah. They, they, I think this will be very interesting for your podcast. Yeah. I, we, I got, in the last two episodes, I've got rejected so much. I don't even care. I'd be like, yo. <laughs> they'd be like, they'd be like, some people don't respond. That's the people, ones I'd be so laughing funny. at, the, the people that don't respond. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm doing well. Hey, do you guys believe in Jesus? Yep. Look, if you're going to do it, you got to just start out with, hey. If you go directly to that, they're going to ignore No, it. but they already acknowledged no, us. They were already walking away, though. I feel like if you, you got to get to the point. No. Yeah, that's that's the thing. If if I, I if like they were do. coming this way, I'd be like, hey, yo, you know, you, you do all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, you got to li- listen. They didn't, but, How about this? Y'all do, y'all do y'all I, approach, and I'll do mine, and let's see which one works. We'll try it. So I literally just said the people that crack me up are the people that don't respond at all. <laughs> if she would have just said, ah, even if she would have been like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, 
But I'm I'm cool with that. That she literally acted like she couldn't. There's no way that she and didn't hear. That Both made me of them laugh very hard. had to hear me. That made me laugh very hard. Anyway, but no, Baruch, you know how you have a you have a uh, an elevator pitch. Somebody taught me about an elevator pitch, and so you have to. Oh, Jesus, my glass! You have to spew it out, the point as quick. Yeah, as it do you gotta can. be quick. But you gotta look at it. You gotta take it from common ground to higher ground. All right. This, this is, is a good topic. How do you approach random people? Yeah. With Jesus? I think the other thing is our location. <laughs> We're yeah. sitting, like where we're sitting, if people are walking back, I got to be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I got to turn around. Yeah, had we been sitting here and the camera was here, then then they're in the yeah. way of the camera. So then it's like. Where I was the other day, people have to walk by me. Did, you tell, did he tell you that earlier or something like that? What did he say? I did. He looked like he told you that earlier. But there is on a hill. True. I mean, and, it's kind of hilly. Yeah, it's on a hill. That's okay. Um, it's, it's, it's a learning lesson. Yeah, for sure. Barbara. Because I'm not going to lie, over there we would have been sweating. No, over there we would have been blazing. It would have been. Yeah, it was I hot. Um, I think they're coming this way, so we could go ahead and talk to them. What up, man? So cute. He's cool. He's so cute. Um, These little kids out here are adorable. So can you, how do you articulate, like, why you're a Christian? How do I articulate why I'm a Christian? I have never... Been challenged to articulate. You got this, Baruch? Yeah. Hold on, like. Hey, how y'all doing? Sorry. I got a quick question for y'all. Can we ask y'all a question? You on a podcast right now? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you actually see for y'all over there yeah, too. See, if y'all want to join us. Seriously. Okay. Am I gonna end up on TikTok? You may. You might. He said, "Am I gonna end up on TikTok?" You can give him that mic. Here, y'all can share this mic. Okay. All right. Everybody slide over because I don't know if you can see him in the camera. <laughs> All right, you gonna ask the question, hey, Baruch? I'm right. just here. <laughs> so I'm Josh, by the way. Josh, hey, what's Josh, your name? Jordan. Jordan. Cool, Jordan. Jordan. Josh and Jordan. I'm Baruch. All right, cool. cool. I'm Lex. Lex. Kevin. Cool. Nice hey, to meet y'all. <laughs> so, do y'all believe in God? Of course, yes. So you're. Yes. So you're Christian. Yeah. Or what religion are you? Uh, Baptist, but yeah, Christian. Christian, okay. Christian Baptist. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, 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 how do you articulate? Like, let's say I don't believe, right? Which I do, but let's say I don't. How would you? How would you articulate? Like, how do I make it to heaven? <laughs> okay, so you're saying if you don't like, believe I'm, I, in Christ, pretend I don't believe. How, tell me, how do I make it to heaven? Um, and then try to speak it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got you. So I'll say, to make it to heaven, like you have to believe that Christ like died for you and your sins, um, and believe that like He is God also. So I'll Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like everything that you said is correct, but I feel like it's also making the clarification that it's not necessarily about good works like mm. i feel like some people believe that like okay i'm not gonna make it to heaven because i like the decisions that i've made in my past life or the decisions that i currently make in my life are not like aligned with everything that jesus christ did yeah but that's not necessarily the case so i feel like i would add that to your definition yeah. that it's just about believing and knowing that whatever is going on in your life good bad and different that like you have god to go to and that like your trust and faith is solely in him yeah. You through all these things. 
good. That's good. That and, and like I think on even on the flip side is like some people think if I do enough good, I can make it into heaven. Which is equally as dangerous because yeah. there's no amount of good that we can do to make it to heaven. And I feel it's dangerous and it's unsustainable, right? Because, yeah. like, if you're thinking, like, there's no quota that you have to meet. And exactly. I feel like a lot of people in their lives, they're like, okay, well, I've done this many good things today. Now I can be bad. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be bad. <laughs> it's just about, like, I feel like being your authentic self and God yeah. made you in his image. God has put all of the thought, like he knows the decisions that you're going to make before you even make them. So nothing that you're doing is like a surprise to God. So why are you trying to meet this? I mean, it's not even unsustainable, but like unattainable thing that like man has set. Yeah, so. for sure. All right. Sorry. No, I agreed. No, you good. <laughs> no, just from a follow up, you know, like why do you personally believe in Christ? Like compared to any other religion, what made you want to follow Christ? In your own personal self because some of us are like we as, as kids we went to church right and it's like we just followed yeah. our parents ways and then we get to a point where it's like you consciously just choose it for yourself and Which, so what was it like for you yeah i definitely think i mean like my personal experience i went to christian private school <laughs> so it's like it was almost like forced upon me i felt like in the beginning and then but i would say like my experiences just like dealing with my health, dealing with my family issues, like, like there's nobody, I've never seen a religion that just, I don't know, I just feel like a real connection to God. Like, wait, wait, what is your question again? Let me, let me make sure I'm answering My question is like, what made you follow, like, basically in your personal experience, kind of want to follow Christ, you know, because as kids, like you said, we were, we were just almost like forced to go to church, right, with our parents, and then we learned that way, and then we get to the point where it's kind of like, no, I don't have to go no more, but I'm choosing to go because, like, for me, it's like I just seen how many times how God saved me yeah. from this. where I would have been, you know? So I was like, only God could do it for my life, you know? And so what was yeah. it like for you, for each of your life? Uh, like, I, I was in, like, such a dark place when I first went to college. I felt like I was lost. I was just trying to be someone that I wasn't or like trying to fit this mold that I thought other people wanted me to be mm. like physically the way that I looked or like the way that I talked but like the reassurance that I didn't have to perform that's good for God that's like good. It, like I don't know if that makes any sense it, it makes does. perfect sense <laughs> and it, it feels it, so good it, it, it feels yeah. so good knowing yeah. that like I just can be myself yeah absolutely and I don't have to be this Jordan or right that person like god just accepts me for me and then on top of that like all of the challenges and hardships that we all go through every day like he's got me in that too like yeah it's the why, com like confidence. i was supposed to be a dentist and now i'm a marketer and how did i even go through that winding path like there was a lot of people that doubted me that just like questioned what are you doing that doesn't sound right like you'll make way more money you'll do this but God was like, no, trust me, because I'm going to put the right people in your path where your day-to-day -day life and the things that you're doing, like, you're going to make an impact for me, not yeah. what good. other people think is right or yeah. what other people think is success. So, I don't know. I feel like it also kind of goes into taking the pressure off of, like, having to be that's traditionally good. successful. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I can probably talk that's for a good. long time. That's yeah. good. Because <laughs> I, I think... That was great. That was great.
I think though, oh. well, you can you can still answer if you want, but I, I was gonna say, we were talking about like how all the like other religions you have to work, like you have to you had to do amount of good, like you had to pray a certain amount of times for certain things. You gotta like it's all about righteousness, works, what I do, and what you said is is a is a true testament to the freedom that comes with knowing knowing God and knowing his salvation because there is of course are there the bible sets a standard right there's um things that we have to uphold but it's like even in that God did it in love like all of the commandments all of the rules quote-unquote rules that we follow are out of God's love because he knows what's best for us and so it's like literally some people see the rules as Oh, God just wants to be a dictator. He don't want me to do anything, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you don't You don't put a dog in, in a fence so that the dog can feel like it's restricted. You do that so it can have fun and not die right. and not run out into the street. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I mean, I know myself, like, I thrive in structure and boundaries are a good thing. Like, I think mm. that's a blessing that God gives us boundaries and rules to make us successful, to make us the best people that we can be. And even to your point, recently, like during the pandemic, I joined a Bible study group. It was like girls that I didn't know from all different walks of life Mm -hmm. in me. And they were just like, you don't even have to have this like beautiful articulate prayer. Like you can just say, God. Yeah. And I don't even know what I'm praying for specifically, but like, I know that he's working. Yeah. And like that's reassuring to me. That's good. That I don't even have to like have this, oh Father God, I come to you as humbly as yeah. I know. No. I just need to say Jesus. <laughs> and a lot of times my prayer has been like in the battlefield of my mind, like you have the victory. Because that's where the devil like comes in, I feel like. That's good. And yeah. That's good. Yeah. It, it, like you feel like, you know. Yeah, no, I yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like yeah. the devil is there in my mind and that's stressful. But like that stress has gone away because I know that like God already has the victory. Like through everything, if I just say His name, He's got me. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, that's good. And, and scripture for that, God works all things for the good of those that love Him and are called according to His plan. Like His yeah. purpose. Like mm-hmm. it's. Oh yeah. That's that. That's literally that. It's like the confidence knowing. I don't know what I'm doing right now, but Your Word says. This is what's like. It's gonna work out. All right, y'all. I have a question for y'all. Okay, like, can you marry someone like outside of like Christian, like personally? So the answer. Why not? The answer to answer your question. I can't say no. I can't. But to answer your question, can you? Yes. The Bible says, "Do not be unequally yoked." Meaning. So really, honestly, even with that scripture, do not be unequally yoked. You could be married to a Christian and still not be equally yoked, yeah. right? Because if you, I'm a Christian and you're a Christian, but you like kind of lukewarm or like you, you're not really on the same. I'm not gonna say level, but, you're not but if you're not pursuing Christ like the way I'm pursuing, right. we're not equally yoked. And so, for those that don't know what that means, yoked, a yoke is this basically this harness that you put two oxen on, two cattle or livestock. And so if you have a big cattle on one side and you have another one that's small on the other, 
they're going to be going in circles because one is so strong and the other one, you're going to be dragging the other one. And so um, you're not going to have, a, I don't even want to say you're not going to have a good life because there's people that do that that have a good life, great marriages, but you're not going to be in God's, fulfilling God's will for you the way that you could be. So you can, but it's not ideal. And anything less than that will be settling for less than God's plan. And then with that, like you just said, to further that, you wouldn't be fulfilled. You'd never actually truly, you'd never truly actually be fulfilled. And you? I would say you can, you can. if you want to. But, but like, could you personally, though? I'd be willing to if she's willing to eventually follow Christ. You know, because there's some people like that. They really just never followed any religion at all or because they were never aware. Right. And if you know when exactly that I'm following Christ and saying, hey, look, you're willing to learn. You're willing to actually go to church, actually learn about God. Then I will be willing to entertain it because you are open. But if you said no, like I don't I don't believe in Christ like or religion in general, then I would have to say no, because it's going to cause division, you know, yeah. especially when it comes to like if you're raising kids, it's like, hey, do we take them to church or no? Do we take them to two different churches? And I think when you have that conflict, it just brings tension. And so and like we talked about earlier, like we need boundaries. Right. And we need some type of commonality and common visions. Right. And how we see our family, how we see our finances, how we see our religion. And so there needs to be some common grounds for us to really move in the direction or else it's going to be a battle, you know. And so to me, I'm open as long as you are willing to follow Christ eventually. And if it's a hard no, then it's definitely a hard no. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, for me. I got you. I mean, I got you. What about yeah. you? Uh, me personally, probably not. Um, just because, like, in college, I tried it before. It just didn't work out. We were just, like, I felt like we were very, like, compatible, but we just had different uh, values. So, you know. That's good. Yeah, that too. Yeah. To so go. It just called, like, tension. So, yeah. Yeah, that tension is like kind of what Baruch was saying, like a house divided cannot stand. Right, so, exactly. <laughs> you got two different things. So, for me personally, I could not. Like, I could, where I, I know where I'm going. And so, it's like, I can't marry an unbeliever, but I also am not willing to marry a believer that's not pursuing Christ the same way that I am. Because um, you're a hindrance at that point. And I believe that God, um, God cares about my desires enough to place somebody on this earth. It's seven point something billion people he, to place somebody on this earth that I, where I won't have to compromise in the area of faith. Of course, you, with marriage, you're going to have to compromise here, there, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But in the area of faith, that's one of those um Non-negotiables, yeah. Thank you. That's the word I was. I couldn't find it. I was about to say uncompromisable. <laughs> <laughs> same thing, same yeah, thing. Non-negotiables, yeah. That's, that's, good, it. that's it. Okay. Also, do you feel like it's easier or harder today as a Christian, based on like your own like past experiences? <laughs> you can go and start with you. Easier okay? or harder? <laughs> start with you. Ladies first, of course. Start with me. Start with oh, you, of course. Jesus. Ladies first, ladies first. Is it harder or do you feel like it's easier? Um, you, know what you, you know I mean? Like, you know what you want, I guess you can say. Here's the thing. It's... I can't say it's harder. I think I would have to say it's just challenging in different ways. Um, because not being saved, the challenge is if I'm not saved at all, then I'm not in communication with the Holy Spirit. 
And if I'm dating someone who's not saved at all, then they're not in communication with the Holy Spirit, which means I don't have a dependable source of insight for what I need to be doing in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that that makes it hard because in the world you deal with things such as infidelity. You deal with things where you have to base your trust on solely the history you have with that person rather than just in God. And so that 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 makes it very hard. Um you know, being in the world. But the hard thing about being a believer in God is whenever I became a believer, I remember there was this automatic pressure that was put on me as a woman of Christ to be married. And then after that, it became, you know, I started dating or whatever. And what became hard was Keep not falling about. into lust. Yeah. I said, well, now I can't have sex. Yeah. How are we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that, it, I mean, it's not easy, but that's why it's challenging in different ways. Because with God, at least you have the Holy Spirit. So you have communication with him to know you know what you need to be. You have you. You'll have the discernment at this point. You know um, he'll lead you and guide you, and then he'll also reveal things to you that you would not have had revealed to you if you didn't have him. You know you he, you will have a gut. You know that gut feeling whenever you're saved. Typically, that gut feeling is Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, um, typically that that random Passover just thought that comes and it's re- it's real quiet. Typically, that's Holy Spirit telling you so and so ain't doing right, or you need to go ahead and dead that with so and so. You know, um, so it's just challenging in different ways, um, but it's more rewarding being saved because when you're saved, you know, God ain't going to have you in a mess. You know, whenever you're actually acknowledging him and everything you're doing, you know that he's going to lead you to the correct place because that's a promise. It's a promise in the Bible. It's an if then statement that says, acknowledge me in all your ways and I will direct your path. That's it's, it's scripture, you know. And so because of that. It's more rewarding. It's just you, you, you don't have a choice but to be fulfilled whenever you acknowledge him and everything you're doing. So, yeah. Oh, me. <laughs> I would say it's dependent on the person, whether you're Christian or whether you believe in any other religion. I think it really is contingent on the person, whether it's going to be easy or not, you know, because if I think it's all about common grounds, like for me, it is, you know, because I've dated someone before we learned about Christ. I dated the same person and after they learned Christ, you know, and so I seen both sides with the same person, you know, so and I think it's at the end of the day, it's like, is there grace from both sides? You know, I think when people are more from the Christian side and you're dating another Christian, it's like we have this high standard, right? It's like it's almost like we start going back to that works thing where we're not supposed to do this. You know, we're not supposed to do this until marriage and it almost becomes unnecessary pressure. Right. And we forget that we need to give each other grace at the end of the day. Like and so that's why I said if if the person that you're with understands that, then it will be a smooth transition. It's kind of like, okay, we're not we're not going to have sex. Right. And it's just like common understanding or we're not going to go out or are you is there are we going to go to church together? It's just there's certain things that you don't even have to like debate about because it's just a common understanding. But if you do mess up, do you also give grace? You know, because some Christians don't, you know, it's like, nope, you did it wrong. And that's it. And it's like God, he talks about grace as much as standard, you know, and sometimes we're so focused on the standard and we are on grace. And to me, that's just unfortunate. That's good. But yeah, that's my thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think to answer that question, to me, that question is the same thing as asking, is it harder to be a Christian versus not? Um, Because you could really apply that same question to any area of living 
in Christian life? Like, is it harder to be a student as a Christian than not? Like, because take, for example, just cheating on the test. If I don't believe in God, what reason do I have really to not cheat? Because y'all told me not to. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like, cool. Um, That's good. <laughs> different morals. <laughs> it's a different level of morals. Like, yeah, like I, gotta like, see I'm me. I'm trying to imagine my life as a non-believer. I would probably be pretty reckless, to be real, because I, what, what standard would I have to live by? Just the, everybody else doing stuff. Everybody else cheating, lying, doing stuff. I, at that point, I would be like, why wouldn't I? You know what I'm saying? But it is because I do um, believe in God and I do believe that we are called to a higher standard um, that I that I do want to uphold that. I don't want to disappoint God. I don't want to sin. I don't want to be in sin. Um, so to answer the question with the with the dating thing, I don't think it's any harder. I think it just has, it comes with different things that you have to deal with, different really what they both said different standards different uh parameters perimeters that you have to set uh, and boundaries so i don't think it's any harder though okay. how about you jordan how about you um and this is something that i'm working on i think comparison is the thief of joy yeah. so like my dating experiences have not been easy and for a while i didn't even care about like the values part well I care about them now but like in the beginning I felt like when I started dating people in college I was like are they cute uh, are they check 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 yeah <laughs> and now I'm like you know after being hurt and everything I'm like Hello. well dang okay well something's gotta give Hello? <laughs> let me like put these values in place and standards right. are they equally yoked to me like I've had that conversation a lot with my mom and my friends and now even looking at it like I have friends that are non-believers and they just like it just seems so easy but now mm. I think it's if I compare my experience to theirs like that's when I'm getting upset and all of that stuff but if I'm just like living life every day and just having that trust and faith that God is gonna bring the right person with the right standards and everything in my life at the right time, then I think I kind of enjoy my experience. Like, I'm 23. Like, I don't need to have any pressure. And all of my needs are provided for by God. And I have a lot of the, my wants, too. So, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to find satisfaction and joy in the other areas of my life and not think about, you know, okay, if I don't have a boyfriend, like, it's not the end of the world. It's not like. the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, if I don't have somebody on Valentine's right. Day to post, like, it's not, I'm not going to die. Because <laughs> yeah. right, right. I have satisfaction in other areas of my life. So, do I compare myself? I'm trying not to. But, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, I'm satisfied in other areas. I don't know if that even answered your question. That might have been a tangent. <laughs> you know I go on tangents, so... <laughs> Yep, just but. scream as loud as possible. <laughs> What's happening? Yep, yep. What's right. going on? Prince, you've been killing it, okay? <laughs> no, literally. I mean, best life. Their parent was making sure she get tired out. Mm -hmm. Right. Do it, do it, good. Keep going, go keep ahead, going. Go ahead, go ahead, go uh, ahead. <laughs> Knock out when you get home. Did you, you didn't answer your, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, so for me, um, I feel like because I already experienced dating, women uh that didn't believe in christ 
I feel like I know what I want and like what I'm uh, trying to find. So, but like, I feel like if I didn't experience that, I probably would think it's harder though, if that makes sense. But but like because I did experience it, like I kind of know. Okay, it's not as hard as I thought it was, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's real. So then, do y'all going into that? So we just gonna flow. Do y'all <laughs> okay. do y'all believe in the one? Do you believe that there's one person that God has assigned to your marriage, like that nah, that you're supposed nah, to marry? Nah, nah. I mean, I personally don't. I mean, like, there's just so many people, and I feel like I can like really uh, connect with really anybody. Um, I mean, like, as long as we have like uh, the same values and morals, and I feel like I can really make it work for truly anybody personally. So, like, for me, I feel like there's several like ones. I guess you can say like for myself. Um, but yeah, you can go. Ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, I love this. She is getting. I want to experience what she's yeah. experiencing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that joy don't make no sense. No. Yeah, That's what I'm trying to be. She uh, don't care. I guess there's multiple. I I don't think romantically there are multiple ones, but. No, I don't think so. I feel like there's one. And I don't know, I guess maybe I settle quickly, but like I'm sad. Like, why am I looking for multiple? You know, like if there's one, then I'd know. <laughs> and that's that's what one is. Yeah. Like if there's not multiple ones and that's just multiple people, you know, like not not trying to like. I don't know. So here's what I think. I think it's going to help you out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I'm, help me. Help me. So. God is all knowing right yeah he knows everything he knows the beginning from the end he knows so he knows who i'm going to marry so i believe that god knows who i'm going to marry mm-hmm. but i don't necessarily think that there's only one person that i could marry so i think mm-hmm. there's multiple people that i like that i'm attracted to that are attracted to me we have the same belief in christ the same pursuit uh, like but is going that you value? thinking and walking like by sight and not necessarily by faith? If you like feel like there's multiple people, because I feel like there's multiple Mm-mm. people that I could be with, but I think that's just I me think, choosing based on my standards, and yeah. I, I don't have a great track record if I don't trust God. I think it would be you would have less faith to only think that God had one person that was for you, like. Mm. Oh, it's all right. It's just she's like, I'm going. I'm just gonna do this again. Walk somewhere a little further away, <laughs> so you're not as loud in the mics. <laughs> no, oh, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a mean dude. She, she living her best life. Um, let me clear up that statement. I gonna be. I don't think it. I don't think it requires less faith, but um. I think I am I'm walking by faith in the sense of I don't know who, but I'm like, Lord, I know that you have someone for me. But that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like I know and and I think the faith part is when you begin to meet people or you interested in certain people and you're like you're great mm-hmm. but you still don't fit XYZ. And not to say that the person, like somebody's gonna be perfect, 
but they're still the non-negotiables and so once you get once you get faced with a person and they got this this and this but they don't have one of your non-negotiables and you can say you know what i think god has better for me than you that's when you start to operate in faith because you're like this person's really great Mm-hmm. They're not perfect, but they are really great. Like, I could probably get married to them and have a good life. But, God, I believe that you love me enough to put somebody that's better for me in my life than, than this. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And I feel like I really struggle with, and maybe this is just where I am right now, but, like, there have been, like, great people. Mm-hmm. But where do where does, like, finances come into this do you is that like one of your non-negotiables like, finances and what sense this is my roots of finance guy listen here. so here? <laughs> ask by, this let, man here that's roots. a question for him because uh, like let, let's say in my past dating experience there was a guy and he was great like i thought like oh we're gonna be dating for years mm-hmm. maybe we could get married i don't know but like we weren't equally yoked when it came to our values of finance and I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying like he's got to be a millionaire. Like, I, my dad's not a millionaire. My mom's not a millionaire. Mm-hmm. But like, I felt like our values weren't aligned when it came to faith. Yes, but not necessarily finance. So, how do you prioritize those values? Or like, like how, does so that make sense? Is I, that like a, I got you. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna answer the first and the second question. Okay. okay, okay. For the first one, I don't. There's no one person for anybody mm-hmm. because if there was, God takes away your free will. Hmm. You feel me? That's this is my thought on it. I think what God does is He would give you options, saying, "Hey, look, these are people that if you suit together, them, you guys could build something." However, I'm gonna give you the free because free will is the ability to choose. You know, so mm-hmm. and the person that you choose is the one. If that makes sense. Hmm. So God yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah, one for that, you, yeah, but the I one agree. that you choose yeah, is I the one for that. you. I you know, I, I, I agree. So, Not to cut you off, I okay. truly believe. Right? Yeah. This is gonna sound crazy. Uh-huh. At Freedom Park right now, where we are. That there's somebody here that I could marry and have a great life. And okay. like there's, there's a, somewhere out here, there's a Christian somebody out here that come I over don't here, know okay? that right. I could meet today, marry them, and have a great life. I truly yeah. do believe that. But yeah. is that the best for me? Right. Mm. Because, right, like, like you're, but like you're saying, I've been wanting to say this, that, that uh, now this scripture is said in a different context, but I feel like it, it, it can apply here how there's a perfect will of God and there's also a permissible will of god and so you know all things are permissible but it's not always yeah. but perfect so like god always put those options in front of you and he's like you know hey look i'm gonna let you choose because this is where your free will comes in and mm-hmm. i think the more i've learned the more you start diving into the word it's like it tells you what a wife would look like or act like and then right. same thing for a husband and so it's like okay you gave me five options this one has these qualities that that attributes to what you said and so this is the one that i'm gonna choose and then that will eventually be my one, you know, but that choice at the end of the day is yours because because God does not want to be responsible for your choices. Because if you because yeah. if God gave you it's only him yeah. and he ain't it, it's like, God, you made a mistake. And yeah, God is, okay, okay. And so. So for that reason, he always give you options to your second question regarding finances. It's like I think before we're not really intentional with relationships, where it's like we just meet with somebody, hang out with them and then we start talking about those conversations later on. Yeah. Now I just be up front. Come yeah. on. So we having these conversations. I'm just kind of like, okay, like, do you really want to have a family in the future? If you don't, then this just ain't it. Like, are we going to be chilling or do we actually want to build something? Like, <laughs> right. no, and seriously. if we want to build something, it's like, how do you see finances? Because numbers are my thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you can have those conversations, but you also see them, right? So there's some people I'm just like, yes, you manage your money. Okay, great. 
And then I see you on these vacations, but then you're telling me you can't pay your debt. To me, mm-hmm. I see exactly what your values are. So I'm going to bring it up. How do you, like, what are your values when it comes to finances? Yeah. And so you ask them directly, but then you also just observe them to see exactly how they really perform. You know, so, so it's a two-way street. Right. But I will always say, like, just address those conversations early in the beginning because it really saves you time. Like, mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on family? What's your thoughts on finances? What's your thoughts on God? You know, everything else, like, we could probably, like, work together on. But your non-negotiables are non-negotiables. Like, Yeah, finances need to be non-negotiable. No, they, they are a non-negotiable I you. <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, if, and not going to speak on this situation, but if you're buying shoes, you know, and you can't pay your rent, or Yikes. you can't afford to buy groceries, uh, problem. <laughs> like, yeah. or, or like, you know, I, I guess also for me, I want to learn with somebody. Like, I feel like education is really important for me. And I like, I'm, I feel like I'm learning something today when we're talking about free will and all of that. Like, I don't claim to know everything, yeah. but I don't want to teach somebody everything. Like, ha- like, I want them to want to learn or take initiative and like, share resources back and forth and like have that conversation and not me just like hey i'm reading this book you need to do this 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 and this right like but sometimes people learn that way like you know like sometimes you see somebody do something it's like hey you know just i learned instead of telling people just do it and then they start kind of like what you reading you know like why are you going (laughs) to the gym like you know i mean they start going with you but i think having those conversations early is definitely like necessary because an old man told me like an old couple told me once Mm -hmm. What happens in your relationship during the dating phase is going to continue in the marriage. So, like, people think, you know, oh, mm-hmm. this is only when we're dating. When we get married, things are going to look great. No. It's not yeah. just going to flip just because, you know, you put a ring on it. And so he was like, just be very careful because recently I'm in a phase where it's like the person you choose mm-hmm. is probably the second most important decision in your life besides Christ. Yeah. Because they would dictate everything. <laughs> like, yeah. So now it's like, before, it'd be like, I could date anybody. Now I'm just like, nah. No. Because... Nah. You're gonna impact my family, my kids, my my decisions, and so you, and so you really start becoming more intentional, like for real. So yeah. it's like let's make those decisions really early on, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And, I and think, so that's just my thoughts. And I think that's a great point, Baruch. Like your standards can always point back to the principles of God. Mm-hmm. So, for example, with the shoes, right? That's poor stewardship. Right. And so, like, my standards are always reflective of the principles in that I read in the word. And so even in that case, let's say you were to, to have that you have a boyfriend who is buying shoes and he's not paying his rent. Mm-hmm. You you can have a discussion. You might not need to end it right there because maybe he just need not. Maybe he's just not tapped in like he's not focused the way he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've noticed that you're spending this amount of dollars on shoes. Your rent's not paid. Blah blah blah. This is poor stewardship. So you pointing mm-hmm. back to the you pointing back to the word. It's not even about me and my preference. You're right. just not being. You're not following the word properly. Um, and so it's really not even about me at that point. Mm-hmm. It's about this is God's word. I want you to be a good steward over everything you have: uh, possessions, time, ideas, education, um, and that 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 can take a little bit off of you. So it's not just like. I have these high standards. No, I have the standards of God. So yeah, I do have high standards, but it's not even based on me. It's based on what did he said. I think that's a great way to articulate it too. Cause I feel like I 
I could never, I could never tell your reaction until, until you start speaking. Because I'll be saying something, and then she'll be like, and then, and then, she, and then she, but then she'll, be, she'll surprise me. She'll be like, "That's a great point." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, that's funny. No, no, no. okay, sorry, I'm that's like, funny." No, you're I'm good. Really you're thinking. I can tell you're yeah. thinking. Yeah. No, this is a great conversation. I'm like so glad we sat down. Um, I guess it's a great way to articulate it because I've struggled articulate like how yeah you can say a lot of things if you know how to say it to people but i struggle with articulating sometimes Mm -hmm. and that's a great way to just tie it back to the word because i'm like listen a fool and his money are soon parted exactly so you're like wait you call me a fool but (laughs) so even in that case though like yeah I'm not calling you a fool necessarily, but based on the principles, you're acting foolish at this moment. Yes. Yeah. And that's tough love, but right. the, the standard is the standard. It's so how do you articulate your standards typically? Like this, I guess this is a question for everybody. Like how do you articulate your standards when you're meeting new people, especially as a woman? I feel like it comes off as like angry or like she's too good, but I don't know. I think that's a part of being equally yoked. I feel like you're the articulation of your standards because we are saved. That's also another thing that makes it so great being saved dating mm-hmm. is because you don't now, you know, it's off of you. Yeah. It's, the pressure is off of you. And now the argument that you may be having with your significant other, not saying like you're fighting or anything, but no. like, you know, the different point of views that you see or whatever, it's always going to fall back on the standard. And so mm-hmm. the standard is Christ. And so it's really not even about me. It's hmm. about, are you honoring him now right. by honoring me mm-hmm. or by honoring yeah. this? Mm-hmm. And so with your standards, they are going to be articulated. I'm sorry. Your standards are going to be articulated by your standard in life. You know, if, if you guys are communicating like in the beginning of you meeting or whatever and you begin to communicate and you find out you're equally yoked here, you're equally yoked there, or you find out you're not in certain areas or whatever, your standards will automatically be communicated in how equally yoked you are or not. Mm-hmm. And so okay. it, it, like it, it needs to, the fruit needs to be shown there. So okay. not all the time do you have to say, there are certain scenarios where, you're, where you are going to have to say that, but mm-hmm. when it comes to the principle of things, it should line up with the word. And if they are equally yoked with you, then they're going to line up with the word too. And then boom, it's yeah. good. It's not, there's not going to be an issue. Yeah. And this, this no, is how you can tell. Mm-hmm. All right. So sometimes it's really about you communicate by what you're showing, right? Like, do you exemplify your standards, you know? And when somebody telling me something, I can always tell based on their, their schedule. So when I ask you what you're doing or what, what you got planned, right? If you're telling me you're focusing on business and your health and you ain't never talk about going to the gym, you ain't, you're not communicating how you're focusing on your finances, I know you don't have that standard, you know, because mm-hmm. people could tell you what they got. But your schedule tells me everything. Yeah. And so it's so it's really good, for example, like exemplifying what are your standards. And so they know my standards on finances because they know exactly how I operate, the conversation that I have. And so 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 when I meet somebody new, it's like, like what are your views on things? Right. And then when they communicate it for the next month, I'm just going to observe you, mm-hmm. you know, because. If you say you go to church or you love Christ, but you never, and I ask you on Sunday, what you're doing on Sunday, you ain't going to church. Well, yeah, you, you can Christ? show me better than you can tell me. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's almost like it's observation. And we got to be willing to be patient enough to give that person, like, some time to actually exemplify what they told us. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think you have, you honestly avoid even having to do that a lot, like, even having to have the conversation a lot by just 
eliminating certain people based on what you see. Meaning, you have to know you. Like for example, I'm I'm when it comes to like clothes and stuff, I don't spend a lot on clothes. Like if it's comfortable and it looks decent, I'm gonna wear it, right? So I'm not to say I'm not saying that my wife should be dressed the same, right? But I'm saying if I'm looking for women. And every day, I'm talking about we are a regular day. You got designer everything, $500 t-shirt, yeah. uh, $1,000 pants. I might have to say off the beginning that we're not. He <laughs> <laughs> said material, girl. <laughs> Facts. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, right? Yeah. If you got the money and you you pay your tithes and you want to spend, Damn. you want to have $2,000 outfits every day, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me... I can see off top, you're probably not going to be for me. Now, could could it be possibly? And I find out that's the one thing that we really have to find a compromise on. Yeah, possibly. But if at the beginning I see that you your $5,000 fits every day, I might just say you're probably not for me at the beginning before I even consider searching any deeper. And so knowing those things about you that are really not necessarily even non-negotiables, but... I'm this type of person. I'm I'm this type. Baruch is very like structured, and he's like, I want to see that you're doing exactly what you're saying you're doing. So for him, he don't have to do a whole lot of searching. If she mm-hmm. says she's this type of person and she don't do this, he like, okay, I'm not even gonna spend no more time on this. And so I think knowing what you value really really helps you from the beginning. Because then you What's don't have thoughts? to. It don't have to even. You don't even have to get there. I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to work out. It's easy. It's yeah. It's evident. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, so pretty much I kind of agree with everything that everyone has said. So like, pretty much like, like for me, it's more just about like seeing it than actually like hearing it. Because to me, like words are just words like from people. Um, so, yeah, like I got to see it personally. Um, but then, yeah, like if we get to a point where like, I'm kind of like questioning it, then, you know, eventually I will go and ask them. But, um, most times I can tell based on like their actions though. So I'll say that. Yeah. Y'all got any other questions? Those are good. I do. I have a question. (laughs) This is like kind of like off topic, but like, I'm definitely curious on like, uh, your thoughts on this. Okay. Like, why do you feel like, um, the book of. Enoch is not in uh, King James. Oh, that's a that's a conversation. <laughs> Go ahead, Lex. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> That means I gotta. Why do you feel like the Book of Enoch is not in King James? Think and pray. So there's a book. There's what is a book. The book of Enoch. Yeah, there's a book of Enoch. There's a there's a few books. Uh, what is it called? The Apocrypha. There's Correct. a group. There's a group of books, um, written by people in the Bible, are if not in the Bible, they, they were in that time and lived with the people in the Bible. Um, and there's called the Apocrypha, and it's not included in the actual, like, Holy Bible. And so um, some people, like, debate, like, why are these not in there? And so my understanding has to be it don't contain information that's relevant to my salvation, or else God will put it in there. If it was something in there that would lead me to Christ or not or be like pertinent for me to not accept Christ for whatever reason I don't think God would put it in there like I think he 
in the books of the Bible, he only included things that are relevant to our salvation and to what we we need it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it can be considered the living word of God if it wasn't considered in those, what is it, 66 books? 66 yeah. books. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way. Actually, that's a good way of putting it. But I was just going to say that God is sovereign, so that's why. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, should, maybe I should have let her go first. <laughs> saved, saved us some time. <laughs> he say goes like. Oh man. oh man. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. What is your thought on that? Do you have a? Um, have you read any of those? I haven't personally read any of them. I read, I read Enoch. Um, I really don't know, honestly. Like, I feel like it should be included. I mean, I feel like they should all be included just to have like the extra knowledge. Uh, I mean, I personally like, like I like uh, to read in general. So, like to me, it's like I want to, I guess, learn more. Um, so yeah, like for me. Yeah. But, While you were saying that, I realized they're not included because they're not the inspired word of God. If they were, they would be in there because the Bible is the inspired. The Bible is God in written form. John 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So if it's not in here, I have to say that it's not God. I'm not. That doesn't mean it's not good or that it's not useful for further education or further, like you said, just to read for more information. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But if it's not, if it didn't make it into the book, then I have to say that it's not God in in written form. That's good. That's a good way. Like to put you it said in. earlier. I mean, you kind of said it earlier. You said it's not the living yeah, word of God. It's not living. God. Yeah. And God yeah. is life. So. Yeah, that's a good question though. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. Last question though. Is the Sabbath on Saturday or Sunday? Dun, dun, dun. So, biblically um, speaking, I was just watching a video actually a few so hours Saturday. ago that mentioned something like this. Um, and in this video, it was, y'all know our favorite, Isaiah Saldivar. Um, he, do you guys know who Isaiah Saldivar is? Uh, no, I don't, personally. Oh, well, well. No. judging just from your questions, you'd love him. <laughs> you, really? Yeah, no, seriously, you would love him. Um, he, he loves to challenge theology, um, but he is, he's just, he's a pastor. Um, but, in so Charlotte he, or somewhere else? No, oh, okay. he's, he's in based, California. So oh, he's Cali. based in California, yeah. But he does like a lot of bra uh, broadcasts and live streaming and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. cool. Um, yeah, you look him up on YouTube and Instagram. Anyway, so um, he he was talking and it just came up that the Sabbath was originally, apparently, according to their calendar, was a Saturday, yeah. um, and then. He talked like, about later on it was Roman Catholicism that made it be on a Sunday. Yeah, it was like um, it was like John Constantine like changed it. Yeah. Yes. So he was saying pretty much um, the Sabbath is pretty much the point of that is to give God the first day of the week. And um, yeah, so I don't I don't know what the heck. I listen. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I just follow Jesus. I think when we get to the, to <laughs> the day. It's, it's that's when we get into religion versus relationship. Right. Let's get down to the point of the Sabbath. What is the Sabbath? Is the day to be kept holy? The day for you to spend and f with friends, family, fellowship, taking off of work to enjoy 
the works of God, to enjoy right. life in itself, right. to eat, to break bread, to that's really what it's about to, to rest right just like just like god rested um that is our our sabbath and so if i'm being real i don't like having a sabbath and resting is, is really part of spiritual disciplines and if i'm being real i do not do well at that like yeah, you're really supposed <laughs> to have at least one day of the week that you're not really doing much and so as you can see, I'm spending my Saturday <laughs> recording podcasts, which is fun. It's great for me. <laughs> yeah. But it's still probably a little bit, you know, I still probably don't rest as much as I should. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the Sabbath is reflective of the seventh day for God, um, for us. Yeah. So you're saying Saturday or Sunday? Or I don't know. Okay, okay. I, I, just, I don't know, and I don't, I don't even... <laughs> get into that because i'm like I, I don't think it makes a difference to god um not in this culture i think culturally it made sense for them back back then because it's like this is what we're doing we want to you know we want to honor this day but as of now the sabbath represents a day of rest um and so i think if i decide to do it on monday um which for example like my pastor he's preaching on sunday and he's kind of you know if you're if you got to preach on sunday there's certain stuff you can't really enjoy on Saturday, and so his sa- his Sabbath may not be able to be on a Saturday or a Sunday because he's a preacher, um, and so I don't think it'll be wrong for him to to practice that on Monday. So that's good. I feel you. That's a great question, man. You, 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 <laughs> I appreciate. What else y'all got? We, you got a question we're about for to him? wrap up soon, but yeah, you got any other? I do have a question. All right, cool. Okay, this is a recent thing. My friend has been talking to me about speaking in tongues. Do you all? <laughs> like <laughs> the, the Lord does everything in alignment. Nothing nothing's ever is a coincidence. Yeah, seriously. Wait, really? Just okay. keep talking. Just Okay, I I guess That was a question. Well, I guess it kinda was. But like do you all do it? Like what like what has been your experience, I guess, with speaking in tongues? <laughs> and then I like what were y'all talking about before I came up? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. We, we, we don't even talk about this. We just no. we just we just us. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'll go. I'll walk you through. Yeah. Cuz we do. Cuz we do. Cuz we do right? and we love it. Okay. okay, okay. And so, yeah. And so I I would speak for myself. I don't like speaking for other people, but I I speak in tongues. Um I am filled with the spirit. I practice speaking in tongues daily. And I do believe that it's something that all believers should um, should do. I'm not necessarily. It's, it's not a matter of uh, salvation. Right. I'm not saying that anybody that doesn't speak in tongues or that isn't filled with the Spirit isn't saved at all. Right. Um, by no means. Right. But I do believe that it's a it's a element of your walk that can elevate and um, bridge the gap between you and God. It, it makes you closer to God. Um, and you're li- literally operating in the supernatural um, when you, when you do speak in tongues. So right. I do speak in tongues. I do encourage other people to be filled with the Spirit. Um, if that's something you're considering, well, we can pray with you afterwards. But keep we'll, yeah, we'll keep talking. Yeah. No, no, no. I I definitely want to. But yeah, yeah. I just it feels so different than what I was raised on. Yeah. So I wasn't like a very traditional Baptist. Like, yeah. <laughs> upbringing. How'd you grow up, Baruch? So what? How'd you grow up? What aspect? Like, 
Were you at a church? Because at my church, no, nah, I, I don't remember anybody speaking the tongue. The church I grew nah, up in. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm Ethiopian, so it's like just our <laughs> culture is just completely different. You know, yeah. like it's like Orthodox Christian, and so it's yeah, definitely not. You know, yeah. like it's just it was a very formal like, and there was a level which some like we base a lot of things on like towards the Old Testament towards at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. So like men and women like sit like in different parts of the church. You know what I mean? It's just oh, like wow. we all wear white, and it's there's a lot of like honor in it. You know, but we didn't really like learn about speaking in tongues to be honest with you until I actually started going to church by myself. You know, I'm mean? actually learning me from English. You know what I mean? And so, but. It is a desire of mine. Now, do I speak in tongues? Not yet, to be honest with you. But that is also something that I do desire, you know. And so, uh, and it's I'm learning that it's not something that I do because I'm a thinker. Yeah, and so me too. I'm just like, so do I like <laughs> open my mouth and I just like say stuff, or is it like, like how does that work, you it's know? Great, and so, and one thing that Lex told me was really like, I just got to get out of it, you know? What I mean, like get out of my head and just experience the Holy Spirit and like, let Him actually move through me. So that's my that's my goal. So that's the thing about tongues. Tongues are beautiful. But tongues can be so difficult for people just from my learning experience because tongues, honestly, it was only difficult for me just a, just a little bit, but not as much as other people. So what I've seen with other people is that tongues can be difficult because it's not familiar. Yeah. And so with like you said, it's not how you grew up. And a lot of times people look for a certain sound. And that's not what you can base the validity of your tongues from is a certain sound or from someone else's sound. And the thing is, it has nothing to do with intellect. And it also doesn't have much to do with your ability. All you do is speak. It doesn't have anything to do with your ability. Like mm. all, all you do is literally open your mouth. And the Bible says that when you open your mouth, God will fill it. And so it's so that's far good. removed from intellect and so fully in faith that that's why it's supernatural it's it's beyond the natural capacity it's beyond natural comprehension and the bible talks about actually there's so many scripture scriptural references in my head right now it's too much <laughs> um the bible talks about uh knowing god beyond that knowing god in a way that surpasses your own knowledge mm-hmm. and so tongues is a certain way of that whenever you're speaking in tongues you the holy spirit living inside of you is making intercession for you and so you're praying unknown things to yourself but the holy spirit inside of you living inside of you is praying to god the father the perfect will of the father mm. and so what's happening when you're praying in tongues it's it's scripture it's it's nothing that i you know, it's scripture. Um, and the Bible tells us this. And so when you're, when you're praying in tongues, you're literally praying things that you know, not of that your spirit knows that you need, or your spirit knows that somebody needs, because you can also, also make intercession on someone else's behalf in tongues. And so this is praying the perfect will from the Holy spirit living inside of you, given by Jesus, given by God to God, the father himself. You know, so it's it's unfamiliar. And when people get what's what we call baptized by fire or filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. when that happens, it is it is a faith move. And all you have to do is receive it. Yeah. There is no working for it. There is it literally just takes an open heart. And for you to say, just God, I receive my tongues. I receive the Holy Spirit. I receive baptism by fire or whatever lingo you decide to use. Kev, you got scripture. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of scripture that I could. It's right. a lot of scripture that I could pull from, but uh, she answered it really. It's it's really a, you pray a perfect prayer that you're unable to pray with your own words. You pray a, par- a prayer that's um, 
uninterceptible by the enemy, meaning the devil can't understand. Um, and so you get downloads from God that you're just like unable to get just through regular prayer, um, just praying with words. And so I think uh, Lex um, said most of it, but I'll just say, I'll just read like one example where people are filled with the Spirit, uh, Acts chapter 19. And so um, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then, thank you. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him that is in Jesus. Mm -hmm. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. And so... It's literally that simple. Like he literally placed hands on them and in faith they received the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like I think some people make it like a spooky a spooky thing mm -hmm. where it's like, well, it's it's not. It's 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 a level of um cooperating and um co working with the Holy Spirit. And yeah. so if you believe in Jesus, you believe in the Father and you believe in the Holy Spirit why not get that extra level of yeah. his his love? I know. Right. My my friend Friday was like, Jordan, you don't have to overthink it. I'm like, am I do, doing it right? Like, is it, I'm like, I'm, I'm such a perfectionist sometimes. I but. will tell you, though, I didn't know, like, when I f was first filled with the Spirit, yeah. <laughs> Lex was there in a way. We was, we was praying. Like, it was mm -hmm. a lot of us praying in an apartment. And I was her like, apartment. yeah, in her apartment. <laughs> and so... I was tucked away in the cut, and the person leading was like praying, you know, praying the spirit, praying tongues. And it was like, if you can't ask God to give them to you, so I'm like asking. I'm like, I want, like, why? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, 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 I would, but I, I've known like a lot of people like get hands laid on them to receive it. And so I was like, dang, you know, whatever, blah blah blah. So I'm praying, and then I start to do it. I'm like. Is <laughs> Is this me? Like, like, is this you, God, or is it just me? Like, I wasn't confident, no and so for sure, like, I mean, for uh, shortly after, I'm still kind of like, did I really do that, or is it just me? Yeah. Um, obviously, I know now, like, it really was God, and I really mm. was filled with the Spirit. Like, but for a while, I was just kind of like, nobody placed hands on me, like, mm -hmm. and so it doesn't have to happen that way. Acts chapter two, you see, like, the Holy Spirit just fell on them. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't necessarily have to be through the laying on of hands but um yeah that's that's that was my experience i was just like is this this uh, yeah but so. the laying on hands the laying on of hands is powerful because you oh, know it's, sure. it's your faith connecting um mm -hmm. but similar to his experience my first experience like uh speaking in tongues was like that a little bit to where i was just in my room by myself there was no laying on of hands really? and yeah and i was just in worship i was literally just in worship and i just was like so <laughs> Like I was, oh my Lord, this was like in the beginning of my salvation and I was probably like two or three months in and man, when I tell y'all I was on fire for God, Really? oh my <laughs> Lord, I was zealous as I don't know what. Dang. And I remember just being in worship and I was rocking, I was sitting on my bed, I was in college and I was sitting on my bed and I was rocking back and forth and I was just in such deep worship. 
adoring the father, adoring Jesus. And I remember that, God, I remember that depth of love that I felt from him and, and, and of him and about him. It was insane. And all of a sudden, I'm just, I'm just exalting his name. I'm just telling him who he is, you know, reminding myself and him of the promises that he is like god you're you're my confidant god you teach me everything lord you love me i can feel you love i know you love me da, 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 whatever and all of a sudden i start lord <laughs> and i said okay lord wow. and I, I literally like i was trying to talk again and when i tried to talk again what came out was tongues and I was like, wow. and I, and I stopped myself and I was like, I just, and what I did was I started just thinking to God. Cause I was like, I can't speak English. And I remember telling God, I was like, in my head, I was like, I can't speak English right now. So I need you to help me so I can actually continue to pray. And I, and I was deceived by the enemy cause I did not know yeah, I was gonna say you didn't that realize. that could happen without the laying on of hands. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had no, that was nowhere near my mind. I just wanted to love on Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, the enemy deceived me. And in that moment, I what they call it is quenching the spirit. I quench the spirit of God in me because I, because of ignorance. And then later on, someone laid their hands on me and I received it. And Holy Spirit reminded me, like, you, were, you, you, you got it back then, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, That's I'm good. I'm so glad. Like, I'm so happy right now. Yeah. I feel like I've learned so much just I'm from sitting down. This, is, and, this like, is dope. I'm, I'm like a genuine, like, excitement. I don't know. Yeah. That is phenomenal right there. Yeah. Well, we're glad to meet y'all. Um, yeah. We're going to wrap up this episode and then we can pray for you. And then I know I got I'm going to do another episode with them, but yes, I definitely sorry. want I definitely want to pray with y'all before before we leave. So <laughs> Yeah, we got some special <laughs> We got some special guests. <laughs> um, but yeah, appreciate it. It was been great talking to y'all for sure.